This is FM 100.5, 101.9, AM 1450, and WGNSRadio.com. Rutherford County's Place to Talk. Stand by, Rutherford County. The WGNS Action Line continues a search for truth. Right now that time, 819, you're tuned to WGNS on this Friday morning, today the 19th of November, and the big art studio tour gets underway tomorrow. However, Studio S, that'll be open starting today. We have Lewis Snyder with us. Lewis, let's just start off with you a little bit and talk about how Studio S will be opening today at 10. Uh, yeah, we've always opened... Uh, three days for the studio tour even though uh, Studio S has been open to the public daily uh, for the last 50 years. This is our final studio tour. Uh, we're closing at the end of the year and in fact sometime between this weekend <laughs> and then. Uh, it started out as, as a, an open house at, at Studio S and then the tour joined several years later and uh, the purpose of that was to, to show the community uh, how many professional artists were in the area and and to expose their working environment and 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 educate uh, the public as, as to what all arts are, are being produced uh, I particularly want to thank the community for supporting me for <laughs> the last 50 years uh, it's been a real pleasure working with the, the folks in this area and uh, being uh, one of those artists and, and a lot of your artwork it spreads far and wide even to the white house from what i understand uh, yeah it, it, I've, I've done work for several presidents and uh, uh, congressmen and governors and what have you that's been some of the fun is I don't know how profitable working for <laughs> the government is, but uh, uh, it, it's part of it, and and it's it's part of of educating the community. Uh, when we first started uh, here in Murfreesboro, uh, I think there was two potters in the state of Tennessee, and I was one of them, and uh, a lot of the other crafts were almost had had died out uh you know now we've got woodworkers and we've got fabric people and we've got a lot of jewelers and uh uh i think at the time that we started the tour we had about uh 10 major studios in town and uh with uh, about 40 invited artists total now i'm sure if you took a count you'd find a uh, hundred in this community and uh, so are, are there still a lot of potters out there i know it sounds like in the beginning there was only a handful uh, two in the state and then what about today uh today i, I sort of feel like frankenstein because at one time i trained almost all the potters in the <laughs> southeast but uh yeah I, I made the comment several times that you could find a potter under every rock <laughs> But uh, there's not as many now as there were. Uh, there's still a lot of good ones in town, and uh, we got one of them with us. 
And, and also with us today, we have James Atkins, but also Susan Rode. I don't know how to say Rody Haver. Rody Haver. Okay. <laughs> uh, so I guess what do both of you do uh, as far as artwork goes, and, and is it pottery? Well, I do pottery. You do pottery, and then James does woodwork. Correct. Okay. So, uh, tell us a little bit about how both of you got into art. Well, I got into pottery in the '70s, and uh, in Kalamazoo, Michigan, I went to a community college, and um, I first, in order to uh, go to that community college, I couldn't really afford it. I had three little boys, so I. I made stone turtles because back in the 70s they had pet rocks <laughs> and uh, so my rocks they paved the way to my pottery and so that's why it's turtleware. So from Michigan to Tennessee. Michigan to Florida and then Tennessee. Okay and and where is your studio located and it's going to open at 10 I guess tomorrow morning. Yes it's Southridge Boulevard in uh, Murfreesboro. Okay, and it'll be one of how many studios on this tour this Seven. year? Seven. Seven, okay. And then, James, what about you? Uh, several years ago, I bought a lathe, um, brand new out of the box at a personal property sale. I thought, okay, I'll put it together, grabbed a two before, messed with it a little bit, and said, okay, I'll do something with this one day. Probably 10 years later, I said, well, it's time to do something with it, uh, spent a little bit of time with it, fell in love with it. Uh, and it didn't take me long to determine that little lathe was not the lathe I needed to uh, continue with, so I ended up with another lathe. And uh, now I just love taking a, a, a piece of wood that God's created and just peeling back layers and layers of that wood just to show the beauty that's in it. And uh, it's been very rewarding for me. It's been, a, it's been great therapy for me. I've been doing it for almost four years now. But it sat unused for, what, about 10 years? It did. It did. It was in my garage, and then finally I had my son help me carry it down to, I, I call it my shop, my barn, my building, and uh, and I actually went to uh, uh, Woodcraft over in Franklin and took a class just to learn how to do it, and it just, uh, I, it took off. I, I thoroughly enjoy it. And what types of things do you make? I make a lot of, uh, a lot of bowls. Uh, of different shapes. When I start a bowl, I know it's a bowl, but I don't know what the shape's going to be. Uh, it just depends on how that wood works, how my hands move. And then I make a uh, kind of a novelty items of mushrooms and Christmas trees. And your studio is going to be part of the tour. That too opens at 10 tomorrow. Yes, and this is at Blue, po Blue Pointy, ah, get my tongue untied, Blue Pointy uh, Art Studio. That is uh, kind of in the corner of Rutherford County and Cannon County off of Porterfield Road. It's uh, the official address is 88 Hoyt Knox Road. And this is our, uh, will be Kay Curry's first time of opening her studio up on this tour. And so if somebody wants to see a map of where all the studios are located, is that online? Yes, yes. they can go mm -hmm. to artstudiotour.org and uh and follow the links there they can also go on each one of our facebook pages uh and find links to that again uh, this is all going on tomorrow 10 a.m till 5 p.m and then sunday as well 10 to 5 and then uh, I, I know you, mr lewis you said yours lewis snyder will, will open at 10 a.m today right that's correct and where uh, is your studio located it's 1426 avon road studio s so that's uh really in the Murph in the heart of Murphy's bro it's near Northfield Boulevard that's correct mm -hmm. and you're going to be open 10 o'clock today and uh, before we go on 
I guess, Lewis, we haven't really talked to you about what got you started. What what made you want to start doing pottery? I was in college, undergraduate school, and had a major in social and political science and had to have an elective. So I took an art course, and I ended up taking all the art classes they had to offer. And my college professor encouraged me to go over to Ohio University and look at their clay program over there, and we did. And I ended up uh, going to Ohio U as, as a, an assistant on an assistantship and uh, came down to um, Middle Tennessee to start their three-dimensional program and just never did get away. <laughs> and then your love for art was passed down to your son. He, too, uh, was part of MTSU and, and right. the arts. Eric is, is in the art department over at the university. He worked... 20 years with me in the studio. We did uh, artwork as well as we did a lot of restoration on uh, uh, historic buildings. And uh, uh, up through the, the 90s, and uh, uh, he moved over there, and uh, I picked up his hand-building work. And I'm normally a thrower and uh, prefer to do throwing on the potter's wheel. Uh, I, I love form and I love color and consider myself to be a colorist. And uh, we developed our own kilns, uh, our own clay bodies, our own glazes. Uh, everything that you need, we made. So how in the world does somebody who focuses on pottery get into helping to restore old you know, architect. <laughs> I was asked to make some balusters for the Hermitage Hotel in Nashville, and uh, the company that asked me to do that uh, ended up getting jobs in Texas, and we did buildings all over Texas for him, and from from Mexico to Chicago. Wow! Uh, How in the world do you ship large pieces of of architecture that are going on a building? We truck them. Okay. We, we we drove them through. And uh, it's the only way you can trust them getting there without being broken. Wow. And uh, we did large, you know, large buildings. That's interesting. And again, this art studio tour for Studio S opens today, 10 a.m. For all the other studios, that'll open at 10 a.m. tomorrow and then also on Sunday, 10 to 5. I guess tell us some other things that folks are going to see on this tour tomorrow. At uh, Blue Pony Art Studio Tour, Kay Curry, that is her studio, and she is, is a potter, but she is really known for her clay sculpting. Uh, it is beautiful sculpting of, of many different animals. Some of, the, some of them represent her, uh, some of her animals that, he, that she actually has on her farm. Uh, Kay Bradley will be there doing copper work and leather work, jewelry. Uh, RJ Hadel uh, is a spinner, dyer. She works with a lot of fabric. Uh, and then, and then, of course, I'm there also, uh, and it's uh, it's just a privilege just to be uh, be asked to come and be a part of this tour with Kay. And this tour is something that's been going on. I guess started what in the '90s. We said '93. Yeah. yeah, something like that. So since the '90s, and over those years, how have you seen? Or what kinds of changes have you seen in art within Rutherford County? Well, we've seen a lot more interest 
and and the followings the the tours had from what do we got six six seven this seven. year we have seven and this year. the maximum has been ten uh, or so studios that's open to the public. Uh, you know, it's an opportunity for, for the folks in the community to come by and, and see the artist in his environment. And and uh, originally we were hoping to uh, include some community art. Was In fact, uh, Bart here was one of my colleagues in helping promote community art. And uh, we're both still interested in that, even though this is, this is my last tour. And... Uh, uh, I'll be doing other things uh, at, at my leisure. <laughs> How important do you think art is and actually participating, producing art? How important is that for a community? I think it's real important. I think it, it gives, this tour gives people the opportunity to bring their whole family to see the artists working in their environment and creating. And, and it really, I know when I've been throwing before, I've had little kids gather around my wheel and they become like, I want to do that when I grow up. You know, and it's, it's, they see things that they haven't, you know, had the exposure to in school. And it's just, it's wonderful. Does it sometimes open the door for shaping new artists or I someone who does. becomes an artist? They didn't know how they, they had a talent. Oh, I, th I think, I think so. very much so. When uh, you know, when when the visitors do or the customers or the families come and 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 see what's going on, I think it does inspire them, and they they think, okay, maybe I can can do that one day. Mm -hmm. uh, I think it's important, you know, for for the artist to continue because in so many parts of our of our country it's a dying breed you know that okay well i'll just go to a store and buy this i'll buy that instead of something is made and created by an artist locally i've taught classes for 50 years at the studio and i've had hundreds of students there uh, Right now, the requests and all for classes is greater than it's ever been. Mm -hmm. And uh, many of my students are out working in their own shops now. Kay is one of them. So when somebody comes to you and they say, this is what I need, and Lewis, I guess in your case, you've had architects come to you and say, you know, we need to reproduce this so that we can replace it. Right. That's got to be stressful at times, making it. <laughs> To look how they want but yet at the same time you also have the pleasure of being able to do artwork that doesn't have to look a certain way it has to look how you want it to look what is more enjoyable well figuring out how to make it look like they want is a challenge and and that's enjoyable uh most of the time on my commission pieces like dinnerware and all the folks will say you do it the way you feel that it's right and uh with one exception in all my <laughs> uh commissions uh it came out better they're most pleased with it so what was that one exception well this lady wanted this dinnerware set just exactly a certain yellow <laughs> and all and uh, when, when you put colors together uh, side by side and then you blend them together, they don't always look the same. Now we, we see it and feel it and all what, what will work and look good. But uh, 
uh, it just didn't please her. It ended up uh, someone else liked it better, so <laughs> it, it all worked out. But uh, if you're dictated too closely, then you take the creativity out of it, and I think you lose the purpose of having it done. Uh, yesterday, it was kind of interesting going back to one of your questions. I was in the dentist office and saw this wooden sculpture and asked about it and found out that it was by an artist in Nashville that I had shown with years ago. And he was telling me, I have no artistic uh, ability, but I love living in an environment with a lot of art. And, of course, he's the kind of people that artists need to, to, <laughs> for support. That's right. So, James, what what is the most fun, most relaxing, most enjoyable part of uh, of woodworking for you? Uh, with certain woods, uh, I, on my property, I have a lot of sassafras trees. And if you're familiar with the smell of sassafras, so I take a piece of wood and I start turning that, and my shop just fills up with that beautiful smell of sassafras. Or if I'm working with a piece of cedar, the smells that come from that. But but for me, it's when, when I'm there and I'm just turning it, and it just looks like just a plain old piece of wood or a log, and then the bark comes off and I look, I see inside of it and just that aha moment of what God's got inside that piece of wood, you know, for me to reveal that, that is what is so enjoyable. Uh, and then when, and, uh, uh, just, uh, Wednesday I heard from, uh, in fact, as RJ Hadle was talking about, you know, when she met me, that's the first time we'd met and she said, uh, Oh, are you going to be there with, uh, with James Atkins? And she said, yes. And she said, oh, I love his work and went on and on. I did not know the person's name. So it wasn't like a personal friend that, you know, that I've known for years. And so that excited me that there was somebody that really appreciated my work that really didn't have a connection to me. So after you finish carving that piece of wood, do you put lacquer on it? Do you paint it? What do you do next? I use many different finishes. A lot of it's trial and error. Uh, probably more, most of my pieces uh, are finished in a wipe-on polyurethane, uh, but I use a, a, a lot of beeswax and mineral finishes, those type of things. But I'm, I'm always open to trying different finishes. I see something on YouTube or on wherever. So, okay, let's try this, and this works well. And different finishes work better for different wood. I just finished some pecan pieces that I'll have in the show. And for those, it's a tried. And, it's called tried and true, but it's a beeswax mir, uh, mineral oil finish, and it just—I don't know—it just enhances the beauty of, of the of the pecan. Hey, and then Susan, what about you? What what are some of the, I guess, more favorable parts of what you do? What what do you enjoy the most? Okay, well, I put scripture on my pottery, so my favorite part is creating something, putting scripture on it, and having a person come in and touch it and feel God in it and and have it be their favorite mug or their favorite piece. And so I'm in the business of planting seeds, mm -hmm. and uh, I use my pottery as my ministry. So when you put the scripture on there, are you carving it into the clay? I write it's... it in the clay. Okay. What I do is I throw my pot, I finish it all up, get my handles on or finish it however it has to be, and then I write my scripture, and then I have to uh, let it dry, then I sand it off, then I iron oxide the scripture because I want it to show up, and then I uh, fire it, glaze it, and fire it. 
And what types of colors and stuff do you work with? Well, I have um, a cream rust. I have an eggshell. I have a burgundy. I have lots of blues. I have a purple. I it's I have several different black, a, a matte black and a shiny black, white. I, I use a lot of different colors because, like Lewis says, he loves color. I love color, too. <laughs> How how do y'all go about finding the customer? How do you go about finding those who who want, you know, your pieces? Because it's kind of like a small business. It's got to be tough at times to figure out new ways of bringing in new customers. I think God sends me mine. I you know for myself being being new to this for you know for almost four years, you know for. You know, probably for the first couple of years, everything I made, my wife said, no, I want to keep this. You know, you can't sell this, you know, and then I would begin giving it away to family and friends and that type of thing. And now, uh, you know, through through a couple shows that I've enjoyed just doing, and I think those shows themselves actually bring the people. I'm not bringing them there. The, the history of this show being, you know, uh, uh, in place for so many years the people look forward to it each year and come out and and go on this tour the same thing with other with other uh, great you know craft shows in our area uh, I can say on Susan's work uh, she makes some beautiful crosses and I have I've purchased crosses from her over the years and those are now living in in Haiti and they're living in in uh, uh, Senegal and and Uganda in in the continent of Africa because I've shared those with others and just saying hey this this beautiful lady in, in my my hometown made this pretty cool stuff and then Lewis you have thousands of past customers but how in the world do people find you for architectural pieces or how did they find you over the years well there was four of us that the federal government approved to do historical work and I was a small one on the that did the hand things that had to match the work that was in the made in the 1850 to 1900 and uh, because we did them the same way that they were done originally and we experimented and developed the glazes it matched better than the commercial pieces that were done presses and that kind of thing but as far as, as marketing uh, Way back, you know, we uh, when we first started out, you know, we carried the potter's oil with us when we did shows for 20 years. Every time you're out there, you're doing, and then you do exhibitions and, and competitive shows and that type of thing. But you've got to continually be in front of the public uh, in order to get their attention and, and people start buying pieces and building collections. Like I have one lady in town here that probably has 600 pieces of mine, uh, dinnerware, so something of everything I've ever made and some things that she had me make that I'd never made before. <laughs> uh, you know, that's real loyalty and that's why I appreciate the community so much. But it's continuous. If, if you're not out in front of the public, they have a tendency to forget you. So when you did shows like the Tennessee Crafts Artist Show in Nashville around the Parthenon, did you actually bring a potter's wheel with you and, and spin <laughs> Several, several times. Uh, That's a lot to carry and, with you. Uh, 
Oh, it is. Uh, as I say, you know, early on, uh, there wasn't anyone. And then I directed the state crafts program for five years, and that's all we did was promote the different crafts and encourage those that were dying out. And uh, uh, I, I received the funding and, and supervised the design of the Joel Evans Center. And uh, that was to be its major function was to promote the crafts or the arts uh, at this time when when the public and all uh, you know was less interested than they were then uh, you know they're more common now and and we have less volunteers promoting now so it's 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 it's, it's you know it's like any other uh, business you got to let people know that you're there in a lot of cities across the U.S. certain cities have more artwork more sculptures that are out in the public for others to see murfreesboro hasn't really reached that point where we do have a lot of sculptures is that something that you think we're going to see more of in the future i think we're starting to see some of it now i've done a few pieces for the public and uh, other artists uh here in town and there's uh an arts council now underway and and that's the function of of an arts council chattanooga is probably the town you're thinking of that is so obvious to the arts because they have had a terrific council down there that's pushed all the arts not just the visual but the performing as well chattanooga for sure atlanta chicago i mean a lot of these larger cities they do have a lot of public artwork that's on display for a lot of folks to see and and nashville even has quite a bit now right. as well so i i guess it's going to take uh well i guess the public should push more for that idea too yeah, government sometimes gets in, into the arts, but uh, it, it comes and goes with the various administrations. And, you know, when you've got an administration that, that supports the arts, you got to do as much as you can as fast as you can. <laughs> <laughs> now, I, I know years ago my mom was an art teacher in the public schools in high school, and she would always talk about how students who, who come from, you know, a rough background, a, a, maybe a home where the parents are just not involved, those were the students who often had the most talent but it's you know it, it's a matter of pulling that talent out of the students at that young age i guess well, when, when your mother was in college <laughs> uh, we were fortunate to, to uh, get any students that had had any art in high school at all i mean you know the faculty celebrated when when we did and that's how much has changed now every school's got art teachers yeah they do but if there's a way to connect some of those art students those students are very talented with you know bigger artists out there maybe that would keep that alive in their hearts you know make them want to continue there, there's a few programs that will, will do that. The Arts Commission has some that will attach an apprentice or, or fund it to, you know, a modest amount, but uh, it, it is, you know, a beginning. Pretty cool stuff. And again, the Art Studio Tour, it's going to start 10 a.m. on Saturday and Sunday. And now at Studio S, that'll actually get underway at uh, what, what time? 10 it's 10 today. o'clock today, and all of our work is 20% off. <laughs> so 10 o'clock today at Studio S, and that is on Avon Drive in Murfreesboro. That's over there in the area of 
of Northfield and I guess what is it Sulphur Springs? What else is over Battleground there? Drive? Battleground Drive. Okay, it, is it directly off of Battleground? It's it's off of Battleground on Avon. Okay, so if you take Northfield, get off on Battleground, then take a ride on Avon. Right. Studio S, and then all the other studios. Those will be open starting tomorrow, 10 a.m. And again, tell us a little bit more about the different studios that are part of the tour. How far away are each of them from each other, or are they all fairly close to each other? Spread out everywhere. Uh, Yeah, (laughs) there's a map that they can go to on that www.artstudiotour.org, and there is a map that shows the different locations, and it'll also tell about the different places. And the number one on the map is uh, Blue Pottery, or... Blue Pony, and uh, then the second one is uh, Red Oak Pottery, and then we have Hickerson's Woodworking, and um, we have Studio S, we have Popcorn Pottery, we have Elizabeth Bray, and we have Turtleware Pottery. So Elizabeth Bray, she is a jewelry maker, and uh, Popcorn Pottery, they they do just fantastic pottery. Now, the popcorn pottery, that's fairly close to That's Studio close S. to Lewis's, yes. Okay. Okay. And uh, Elizabeth is downtown. She's on Main Street. And uh, now, Logan Hickerson, he's out on Betty Ford Road. And now, he is a retired architect, right? Yeah, and he, he does beautiful woodwork, and he gets his uh, ideas from nature. And I, I think with all these people that that we have on the tour i think all of them they like um red oak they have uh nature in theirs they have uh the the oak leaf on their pottery that's their their signature and Kay, she makes all these wonderful clay animals that everybody is crazy about james woodworking like he said things create as he's going he's seeing it he's smelling it it's happening i i just think that for people to come out to the tour they would just love it what are some of the larger pieces that both of y'all have made in the past well my business what i do the most of is the mugs and i know that those aren't large but uh they are large in the way that they've gone all around the United States, and I even have them in other countries because people like the scripture that's on their mug. They wake up in the morning, they get their coffee mug, and there they are. They have their scripture, they can read it, it can touch their heart, and it'll help them have a better day. Have you ever written scripture in another language? I have, Spanish, for so, some people. And, and I do have people that say, I would love a mug, but I have a special scripture. Can you put that on? And I sure can, unless it's really long, and then maybe we'll abbreviate it a little bit. Be a really big mug then. Yeah. (laughs) But I do big bowls. I've done dinnerware, too. Um, I've made a lot of things. I I just make what's in my heart. So when you say you've done dinnerware, and I, I know Lewis Snyder was talking about that as well, are you making the serving dishes? Are you making everything that's the, part the of that? The plates, the salad plates, the bowls, and the mugs, and then they like scripture on them. And because, see, when you, when you set a table and you're setting this table and you're putting out your dishes, and there each one has got messages from God all around. 
you know, the cool thing about that, families talk about passing down silverware, passing down serving bowls. What you're making, it would be much much neater to pass that kind of yeah, thing down it is it is it's it's like i have people that come special for wedding gifts they want bowls you know to give to the bride and groom and it, it is it's special it's just special pretty cool now james what are some of the larger pieces you've made uh currently i'm probably in that 12 to 14 inch type bowls is is the max that i've gone to uh, i'm hoping to, to move into larger pieces in this coming year, uh, actually doing some, um, uh, I guess you call nesting bowls. So you take a large, large piece of wood. I've got a coring system so I can core out three or four different bowls out of that same piece of wood instead of making a pile of sawdust. And then, uh, you know, to, to put those together and either sell them as a set or gift them as a set uh you know that type of thing but right now most of my bowls are are medium to small uh some of them are very functional if you want to use them as a salad bowl or a fruit bowl or whatever but most i, I use a lot of live edge so a lot of them got the bark on it that's giving a, a different artistic twist and i think uh, a lot of the a lot of the people that have have um, have my my work have put it on the shelf just for the just to look at uh, did have a, I did have one uh, thing that occurred this, uh, this past year. Uh, a friend of mine had passed away, and then another friend of mine had purchased some of my bowls and said, I want to come over, and instead of sending flowers to this family, I want to give them one of your bowls. Yeah. And cool. I thought, what a thought. I just had not yeah. thought about that. So uh, I thought that was a neat, a neat way to take something of mine. that We had that mutual connection. And knowing that I made it, but this person purchased it and gave it to him. Very cool. we got to take a short break. Again, we're talking about the Art Studio Tour that starts tomorrow. Studio S starts today, but again, all the other studios will open tomorrow, 10 a.m. until 5 p.m., and then also on Sunday. Right now, the time, 8.52. We will be right back right after this break. Hi, this is Peter Demas with Demas's Restaurant. Demas's Restaurants are now hiring. We are looking for grill cooks and other kitchen employees with competitive pay and flexible hours. If you're looking for full-time work or part-time work, then Demas's is the place to be. We've been voted a top workplace for five years in a row by the Tennessean. Apply within or online at demasesrestaurants.com. Demas's Family Restaurants on 1115 Northwest Broad Street. Hi, this is Dan at Music World in Drummer's Den. We have new things going on here for Christmas. We have gift cards available for any amount from a dollar up to whatever you want to spend on it. We have Christmas specials going on. Our prices are competitive. Sometimes we're even below the online prices. We have layaway plans available, and this is real popular at Christmas. Music World in Drummer's Den, 2762 South Church, right across the street from Indian Hills Golf Course. It's so important that we recognize our veterans, shake their hands and say how proud we are of the service that they have given to our country and that we thank them for that. I am Becky Bookner and we salute our veterans. 
This is Kim Dunaway from Sunshine Nutrition Center. You hear me on Monday mornings at 720 talking about how to lead a healthier lifestyle. We carry supplements, personal care, and grocery items at both our Murfreesboro and Smyrna locations, family-owned and operated since 1989. Restoration One of Middle Tennessee. A team of experts and immediate responders who help homeowners after disaster strikes. After disaster strikes. Fire, water, or storm damage. We can help you get your life back to normal quickly. RestorationOneMiddleTennessee.com. Locally and veteran. Hi, this is Gator with Tire World Off-Road. We're your local rough country dealer. So when you're ready to add some character to your rig, ask for Gator at Tire World Off-Road on Memorial Boulevard. This is Sean Brown at Tire World on Broad Street. Online at tireworld.us. Old friends, new name, better together. As First National Bank of Murfreesboro transforms into Capstar Bank, our focus is on you. We're entering a new generation of banking in Rutherford County, but we'll always remain a community bank with local people you trust and uniquely exceptional service you deserve. We're at 2230 Mercury Boulevard, capstar.com. Member FDIC, Equal Housing Lender. The Action Line on FM 100.5, 101.9, AM 1450, and WGNSRadio.com. We're Rutherford County's place to talk. Right now that time, 8.55, we're talking about the upcoming Art Studio Tour. And just to let folks know, we are only, let's see, 35 days away from Christmas Eve, 36 days away from Christmas Day. So this would be a, you know. Okay, can you hear that? I think we have, let's see here. Bart's actually over talking right now because we have a remote on, remote coming up after the show. So we had audio interference there just for a second. Uh, but the art studio tour, that's going to be tomorrow and Sunday, all day, 10 a.m. to 5 p.m. Great place to shop for very unique Christmas gifts that folks won't find anywhere else. Yes, I have this fantastic jewelry artist in my studio, Turtle Rare Pottery Studio. Her name is Madonna Bush, and she makes the most beautiful jewelry. She's out of Bell Buckle, and I know there's something that you could find there for that special person for Christmas. So is Bell Buckle, is that studio open tomorrow as well? That's no, she's, she'll be at my studio. She'll be at your studio But she tomorrow. works out of Bell Buckle. Okay. And will some of the art studios, will they have artists from, you know, other Yes, studios? they will. Okay. Most everyone has guest artists with them, whether it's painters, jewelry makers, watercolors, fabric artists. Everybody has, it, it's such a great tour. So all this going on, again, 10 a.m. tomorrow, 5 p.m. is when it ends, and that's both Saturday and Sunday. And and once more, tell us where people can find the map so they know how to get to each studio. Yes, you can go to www.artstudiotour.org, and it'll give you the map, and it'll give you all the studios, and it'll read out about them, and it'll give you the artists and what they will find in each studio. And, and, and quick question here. I, credit card do most studios take yeah credit most card? credit cards you know yes. they they all have that ability Good. credit cards so is this gonna be a, a big day tomorrow and and sunday as well are you expecting a lot of folks come out yeah i think so i think so i think people are ready to get out it's gonna be a beautiful day tomorrow yes it's gonna be on the cold side but it's gonna be beautiful and uh do encourage everyone to come out and just uh Work the tour, whether they can do it all in one day or, or they, they spread it out over two. And the neat thing is, as you go to the different studios, you're just, if you don't like pottery, 
there's going to be someone else there. If you don't like jewelry, there's going to be someone else there at these studios for you to, to see their work. So there should be something for husbands and wives and children of, of all ages. All this going on all weekend this weekend. And again, go to the website. That's where you'll get more information on where each studio is located. And it's artstudiotour.org. Yes. So sounds great. Uh, thank you both for joining us this morning. And as we close, anything you can think of that we missed? Scott, thank you for giving us yeah. opportunity to uh, to share what we do. And uh, you're right. There's uh, this is one of a kind art pieces that are available uh, that uh, we hope that people will come and enjoy. Sounds great. Thank you both for joining us this morning. Thank you. Right now, that time eight fifty nine. You're tuned to WGNS. Next, we are going to be live at Greenhouse Ministries as they are collecting turkeys all throughout the day today, and those turkeys will then be given away to families in need tomorrow, Saturday morning. Time again right now eight fifty eight. Stay with us. The Action Line on FM one hundred point five, one hundred one point nine, AM fourteen fifty, and WGNSRadio.com. We're Rutherford County's place to talk. Mostly sunny skies here this afternoon with a high in the low 50s. Winds out of the northeast around 5 to 10 miles per hour. Tonight, mostly clear, low near 28. I'm meteorologist Jennifer Vuchitsky on News Radio WGNS. Currently, it's 28. Good morning. Still a lot of traffic volume out here. 24 trying to get up through the Hickory Hollow area as you head towards Nashville. Just give yourself extra time. They're in the clearing stages of that earlier wreck on I-24 just past uh, Sam Ridley. Traffic's been busy out through there the last uh, hour or so because we had an earlier wreck just before the Sam Ridley exit that's been moved to the side. Gatlinburg Wine Cellar, home of the world-famous cotton candy wine. Log on to GatlinburgWineCellar.com. I'm Commander Chuck with your on-time traffic. 